have a contract with yourself. I am not going to buy these properties. Mm -hmm. So that when it comes down to deciding, you can look at the contract that you signed with yourself. Like I tell everyone, I don't buy landlock properties and I don't even see them anymore. Like I don't, I don't even like when those deals come in, I'm instantly, I just, you know. Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit turningprofit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit Podcast. Heather, another week, another podcast in the books here. What number are we? 17, I like 18, I don't know, something like that. Way less than what my age is. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. Just so we're clear, he is older than me. I'm still young. Yes, way older than you. What is it? Like almost four years? No, um, yeah. Forty years? Three and a half years older so, than you. Like four years. Right. We'll go there. We're okay. both in our sixties. <laughs> feel it some days. No, I do. Have kids, that's what'll do it. You know right. what I mean? Like you can feel uh, physically young and whatever, and then your thirteen year old could smack you they down beat and you feel you about up. eighty. Yeah. Yeah, they beat Mentally, you. Mentally at least. Yes. And literally, yes. Some days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what is the topic today, Pete? Today, the topic is, and I've got this written down so I don't botch it. That's good, because I can't even see what it says. And this is subject to change if we figure out something that sounds better for you. Right, right. Okay. Anyhow, eight types of properties to avoid when flipping land. These are our eight categories of land that we never buy mm-hmm. unless it's a really good deal <laughs> I and I can't just, pass it up. I know. Maybe that should be the caveat on the title. The best part is I bet all eight of those, I've said absolutely no, no way, not going to happen. And you have still bought them. I, Every thought of one? Some, I thought of another one right where you were saying that. It, like, was it, it triggering? Yes. My words were triggering. Okay, so do I get to do my opening sure. in the news? Your opening monologue? Yeah, my opening monologue. <laughs> we're all gathered here today. Okay, so I have kind of good, bad. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to call it. So... Your, your opening thing is about the current events in the news, right? Right, in real yeah. estate. Real mm-hmm. estate related. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes that's going to be a stretch, but it's real estate related in the sense of how it affects us as a real estate company. Okay. So the first thing is J.P. Morgan CEO, Jamie Dimon. Dimon, is it? Dimon. Dimon. I know no, that's it's not. Jamie Dimon. I'm like horrible. And I've heard it a million gazillion times and I cannot remember names. Like That's a cool last name, by the way, Jamie Dimon. It's actually not like spelled that way, but it's D I M O N. Yes, I know. I know. Sounds like Jamie Diamond. But I pronounce things, and I'm, I'm sure if I botched your name, I apologize, but I do it like memory. I can't sound out words. Uh-huh. So I guess it's a learning disability. Okay. So I ha- create it in my mind. Okay. So it comes off completely crazy. But, anyways, is that why you call me? Pite Rise. <laughs> Rise. When we first met. Okay. <laughs> I did not do that, but okay. thank you. I we should go into how many times our name, which I think Reese is pretty generic, is, uh-huh. is botched. Right. Quite but that's okay. That's fine. Whatever. We're over it. Not really. Anyways, he says that the US banking turmoil isn't over and he warns of repercussions for years to come and lifts the odds of a recession. First wow. of all, he's pretty tapped in that guy. He knows mm-hmm. what's going on. So I would hope. You know. I would think that. Wait, how much faith do you put in bank CEOs? Because personally, mm. I have known bank CEOs and it did not end well for them. Okay. Well, I I guess not a lot and when I you put like it that way, Heather. Yeah. That SVB CEO enters the chat. <laughs> SVB, you mean Silicon Valley Bank? Uh-huh, yeah. We're not all in on this lingo. Like oh, right. Got. I think most people know that one okay. at this point, but not you because you get your news from me. So, right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you um, could be telling me anything and I'd believe you. I know I should. I try to stay away from that crap. Fake news. I could just be like inserting it into your yes. into your ear. Um, 
But no, I, I do agree that he hopefully does have his, I mean, he mm, has, yeah. you know, he's top three or, you know, banks. And I think it's probably even gotten more market share because people have moved money there recently and they have their whole investment division and all that. Kind of stuff. So what would you say? You think he, he knows and if he's saying it. Well, I would just think that he's got a lot of probably indicators You're that wrong. he can I'm see. Just kidding. <laughs> that, that he can see within his own right. company, different divisions and different people telling him things of like, "Hey, it seems to be going this direction or whatever." That, he's probably seeing that type of stuff. But as we talked about before, we did a previous episode on, you know, is the market going to crash? I think it was called something like that. And really, no one knows what's going to happen because there are way too many variables. Right, and I think it's important. He specifically said that the odds mm-hmm. have changed. So even he's not like it's a hundred percent going to happen. I don't think I, you right. know, maybe and he, he said did. recession too, not a crash. Right. Cause there's, there's differences. Right. Know? There's the great recession and there's the great depression and, mm-hmm. but a crash in market and real estate conditions are different than, you know, like a recession. Right. So. And it could be segments of real estate or it could be no real estate. Like recession yes. doesn't mean real estate. And it could be local right. areas, which it all right. is. You know, right. real estate is always local. So certain that, areas may be doing well. Certain areas may not be doing well. Right. So does that change anything you're doing? No, not no. at all. I mean, I'm always of the philosophy to move things quickly. Now, maybe if if the market is really strong and things are doing really well and they appear to be continuing to go up, I might be apt to hold out for top dollar more on a property. But in this type of market, I'm happy to move things fast, even if we're not getting top dollar. So moving things quickly. And and if I get the sense that really things are starting to go down in certain areas, then I will just adjust my buy prices lower. Mm-hmm. You'll buy it lower. Right. I'll hold out for buying so. buying at a better price. Right. And I think it also goes back to a lot of people who buy and sell, or I should say the buyers for our land are primarily cash buyers. Mm. You know, yep. they're not as dependent on a bank approving the loan. The interest rate changing hasn't really affected them because, I mean, actually, it probably has affected them in the sense that they're like, we should get this money out of cash and into something that's not going to. A real asset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's true. It, you know, and and we do, you know, sometimes our buyers do come with a land loan or maybe a, you know, maybe they're getting a manufactured home. Like land, a wrap kind yeah, of thing where it's all. Yeah. Uh, to, that type of financing product. Or maybe sometimes they're getting a home equity loan on their primary residence mm-hmm. in order to fund a cash purchase on land. So those types of things do happen, but a great majority of our stuff seems to happen with cash anyhow. So not as dependent on interest rate fluctuations. Right. Okay. And I think in this economy, if it that comes to fruition, there would be actually an advantage to buying it because people will need to sell. Right. And it's, yeah. it's sad, but it's like, you know, when you're desperate, what do you do? You You would take a lower price. Right. Yeah, you got to you got to keep your pulse on the market and, um, you know, just adjust accordingly. And especially maybe your local market. That's even more important. If it, it is. seems yeah. like stuff's starting to not sell or the days on market, you know, or days on days on market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that like slipped out of my mind. I, I said it and then I was like, what did I say? It right. You know, it's just about uh, being smart. Mm-hmm. OK, so that's the bad. Okay. And the good is AI. Like there mm. has been so much talk about ChatGPT. And all these different plugins that are going to be coming from that. I, I was talking about that one where you could find, like, maybe you have a restaurant that has your favorite meal mm-hmm. and you're like, I want to recreate it at home. So you could ask, you know, if there's a certain plugin, say, I really love this meal at this place. And so find the recipe and then add all those ingredients to my Instacart and then have it delivered to my house tonight so I can make it. Oh, and send me the recipe. 
Yeah, but it's a go one step further and make, make it, it I know, right. Because then, then that would be, be cool. If you right. got a robot in your house that can make it all. It's like, okay, it's like <laughs> Rosie from the Jetsons. Yeah. Making Pete's favorite meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is done. I'd be like, whoa, okay, awesome. Is that but, a good robot voice, by the way? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, so how how could that kind of like, I call that a recipe in itself, like all those different steps. Are, do you see that in real estate? Is it hurting, helping? Is it going to replace anybody? I mean, I'm sure it will replace people. People that are doing kind of mundane tasks that can be automated and replaced with technology. Do you see yes, that the whole thing that you do hmm. could be replaced by an AI program? Send out the letters, put it on autopilot, mm, price develop it. That. Yeah, I'm sure it could be. I'm sure. I'm sure negotiate. it could be negotiate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's um, a lot of things probably could be kind Uh-oh, of. Oh, Pete's getting automated. nervous. He's like, I'm about to be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If I'm about to be replaced, I'll just figure out something else. Okay. <laughs> but I, I could, uh, I could see a future where things could be really automated as far as that type of stuff goes. I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of shocked with the technology. If you haven't played around with it, play around with the image creator as well that one is really cool <laughs> dolly it's called but there's a number of other ones as well that do that and uh then all these tools that kind of take little aspects of you know of life or business and then they they kind of build an ai around an ai tool around that so we're just really at the beginning the infancy of all of this and who knows where it's going to lead and it's going to accelerate at a pace that i don't think any of us, us can really fathom so we'll just see. I mean, there's a bunch of smart people that are predicting all type all types of things with AI and what's going to happen in the future and how it's going to change life. But I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I, okay. I think it's interesting. Um, they're talking about how radiologists could go be completely, mm, yes. you know, because if AI can detect cancers or precancers at a, you know, 100 percent. So like zero error rate, like they catch 100 percent of it. And there's no radiologist that can do that. I mean, I don't know how even if you're the best in the world there's absolutely no way you can do that but then they're also saying that when radiologists read reports there's more caught like at the beginning of their shift than at the end of their shift right Mm -hmm. so those odds are even more skewed and that got me thinking that for like the pricing that you do that could be or identifying oh yeah that could definitely be yeah right because that's something that that's very like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like no matter what someone tells you, you're not going to give them more money. Right. And you're not going to sell it for less. Like you're not going to lose money on a deal just because someone says, but I really want this and this is all the money I have. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just because right. it's a business. You can't right. do that. So it makes me think that you could take out elements of emotion. You could take out elements of like it could pull the whole picture for you and be like, oh, this is sloped. It might even know 100 percent if that you really could perk something mm-hmm. like if the septic system could go in. Well, yeah, the, all the soil maps are online, so it could right. kind of look at soil maps and neighboring property. It, it could do all those types of things kind of manually, they, you know, it, uh, automatically things that we look at kind of manually. Yeah. In like a split second. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, well, if it can do that for radiologists. Yeah. Well, we're, we're experimenting with a company that basically takes the list, mm-hmm. the list that we export or for our mailing list. We send it to them. They grade each property by their likelihood of wanting to sell. And then that allows us to trim our list way back and then only send to those people that are, you know, most likely to sell. So we're trying it out and we're seeing how it works. But I, I'm very encouraged by it. Right. Okay. Well, we might need to do like an actual true A B test on that. We will. 
Yeah. Are we doing that? Well, at some point. When? I can't I can't send the Did same. Did we do it? I can't send the same list. <laughs> like, no. No, you know, I, I might do something like that. Because yeah. you could do a lookalike in a different mm-hmm. county. Yeah, but I could I can get a good idea pretty much pretty quickly on if we're getting, you know, better responses and, and, and the more deals from the particular list. That, you know, mm-hmm. say we're sending out 10,000 letters and we get a bunch more deals from that. You're going to you know, know. Okay, this I'm gonna works. Know. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, that's my current news segment. Um, I mean, there's a lot more noise, but Mm -hmm. I think what you said, it's kind of important to block out. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder that you can join our community for free at landconquest.com. Inside, you'll get all the resources, training, and support for building a thriving land flipping business. Once again, that's landconquest.com. All right. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah. I mean, I love or I appreciate the media, so I, I don't want to say it like I hate the media or anything Love like them. that. That's weird. no, but but I try to uh, stay away from watching the news because uh, there's a lot of negativity, and for me, I don't, I just don't want to soak that in. So I let you soak in the negativity and just tell me what's important. <laughs> then I just rage against it out to you. I know well, yeah. my negativity reports Twitter, but anyways, yeah. that seems like a cesspool, and I used to love Twitter, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, not anymore. No, I mean, that's not the and the other thing, too, is that it's not like you shy away from the news completely. It's no, just that you don't have no. it on the background like I do. All no, the time. no, I Although used to. I, I used to have it on all the time. And uh, I realized it was a negative effect mm-hmm. on me rather than a positive effect. So, yeah, I don't think I that. I mean, it, I would love just to be like, oh, we just don't want to watch the news at all anymore. But I think that's kind of a flippant. Mm-hmm. I think that's like ridiculous. Like you have and some to. of the news, that, like some of the local news stations. Oh, that are, I can't handle. I love really goats, not news. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know about every baby goat born in because then that will distract me. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, they have a new baby goat. Anyways, okay, so that's that. Let's. What's um the next segment? Do we have any questions we're going to answer? Yeah, at the yeah, end? we're going to do that at the end. Yes, okay. and I slacked them to you. I don't even know if you saw them. I they did, should be on your phone. I did so. see something. I was like, what is he sending me? But I figured it out for a while. Okay, all right. Okay, so you have a cheat sheet over there, yes. which is actually everyone can see it. Yes, my cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. You're just seeing the back of it here. But. Oh, good. So there's nothing. Yeah, nothing you don't want to see these notes. Yeah. Um, no, okay. So basically, we are talking about the. Yeah, you can take this. This if you should want. be me because I'm going to be interviewing okay. you on this yeah, anyway. So our but, flo- oh. yeah. So there we go. Eight types of properties to avoid when flipping land. Yeah. Okay. Eight types. Of, I've got eight categories of, of properties that I've kind of decided that are not properties that we're interested in buying. With the caveat, unless it's a really awesome deal. No, but then I, people <laughs> buy it. Yeah, um, do not. I need to read this top part? No. Okay. No. Was that just like your own little note stuff? That's other notes I've got. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So what is the first type that we won't buy? And I mean, I'm going to just cheat and throw it out there because I think it's the most obvious. Right. But I didn't read the other one. So yeah. So you are, you're going to have to read them off. To and then me you'll if, just expand. Yes. I'll expand on those. Oh, since you were holding like the test. sheet. That was like, my okay, cheat sheet. Number one, number one, <laughs> uh, landlocked, no legal or deeded access. What's that mean? Okay. And landlocked. So basically you've got a property that's on its own island, you know, a piece of land that's an island in itself, meaning that there is no actual road or legal, you know, access to that property. And, you know, it's a property, it's there, you would own that property and everything, but how are you going to get to it? Yeah. And like, let's talk, how does that happen? You know, when properties are being divided, it was probably one owner owned a huge chunk of land Mm -hmm. and then they were selling it off piece by piece. And when they did the sub, you know, the subdividing, which by the way, I don't think that would ever happen now. They would never let you subdivide. No, they wouldn't let you do it. No. Right. But back then, whatever. Mm -hmm. In most areas, they wouldn't let you do it. Right. It's true. (laughs) Uh, we've seen some crazy stuff on deeds, mm-hmm. by the way, like right. like things that were like, oh my God, yeah. I cannot believe this is on, on the deed. 
And so this doesn't surprise you that these exist. Mm -hmm. So they like, if you had this piece of paper here and it was like, this was the land they owned and they did like these squares, a square, a square, whatever, rectangle square. And then there's a circle in the middle or a square in the middle. That would be it. Right. And exactly. No and and maybe there. at some point and likely at some point mm -hmm. there was this piece of land in the middle and they were using some dirt road or path to get out to some other road. And it just wasn't a big deal. Like mm -hmm. that's just people did that back then and they were the previous owner. So like they never, they never maybe put that on the other deeds that, you know, there was always going to be this perpetual access for that property. Maybe they didn't but, like, think these ahead. People were there cousins or something exactly yeah. or just a neighbor was like oh yeah hi yeah, yeah just i'm gonna going. sell you this you know this property for you and know you whatever can always just use this road to get to it right exactly. don't worry about it you can always use this road right and then things get transferred sold mm -hmm. you know down the road and then we're looking years later and and you're like well there's no actual deeded access to that property so without that de certain states you're still allowed to access your property like there's a right to do that Every state is a little bit different as far as how their laws go, but it's uh, it's a lot less valuable. And sometimes you have no, you know, like right to cross someone else's property to get to your property. And but, even if you do have the right. Mm -hmm. It's awkward. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. And the people might be like, no, you're mm -hmm. not. No, you can't come through right. here. And they're standing there with a shotgun. Right. I mean, I <laughs> would you you're not coming gonna, across right. even right. if it was like, I'm like, no, use Joe's property. Right. Exactly. Joe. Yeah. But that's what we were talking mm -hmm. about, too, the last time. Maybe when everyone's got their own drone to fly around with, it won't be landlocked properties won't be such a thing anymore. Okay. Like who needs cars if you've got a drone to fly around in? Okay. Well, there you have it, guys. I'm just looking towards the future. Drones. That could be the that could be that could be the business plan that land investing, you know, kind of morphs you into. Look You're for buying those. these landlocked properties. And, and you then, could give them a drone. Like remember during like 2008, <laughs> how everyone was given like what was the car? It was like some car that would come with it in the garage. Huh. If you buy this car this property. And you they give you a car? Yeah, I don't do you remember, remember that? that? No. It was like, it wouldn't have been Teslas, hmm. but it was something like it came with a Mercedes or mm. a, Okay. That's like, a good idea. Just give them a discount, yeah. whatever. But okay, so if you did end up, if let's say you just love landlocked properties, there's potential, but there's just not as much because like, who's going to buy that? Right. They're a pain because, I mean, you can, you can sell it as is, you know, you get it ultra cheap and then you could probably sell it really cheap, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're still going to make some money or you buy ultra cheap. And then you sell it cheap to one of the neighbors. And that's sometimes, that's a good exit plan. Sometimes you buy it ultra cheap and you can pay off one of the neighbors for legal access. So, and then instantly you raise the value of that pro that ultra cheap property and then you can sell it for, for a reasonable price. There's all kinds of things you, that you could do. You could just keep it for, you know, a recreational property if there is some sort of, you know, legal like an uh an access in that state like you actually have the right to access that property then maybe you just push you know, it keep yeah. it as a place to go camp or something i don't know but uh so there are you know there are uses but i don't buy them because it's just it's just a hassle don't have time to deal with those and normally those are cheaper type properties and there's a lot of unknowns they could it could work out great and you might be able to sell to the neighbor and do great with it but if none of the neighbors have money or want to buy the property then you're kind of stuck right Right. Or so, if none of the neighbors want to negotiate with you for an actual access, then you're stuck too. Right. And now you're the owner of, you're the one who's hoping someone sends you a letter right. to buy your <laughs> property. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, Sign so, it and send it back. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and I'm sure there's people that just specialize in this. And mm -hmm. and if you're really good about, you understand all that, you know the local area, whatever, yeah. but that's just something you're that's not right. going to do. That's what I, I don't do. 
Okay. Um, the second one is very steep mount mountainous property. Right. Mountainous. Yeah, yeah very steep or mountainous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a real word. That would be properties that obviously like this, you know, very huge slope and very limited uses. So mm -hmm. it could be a good view property. Maybe if it has a good road access, it's on top of a ridge or something like that. But a lot of times those properties have very limited usage. I bought some of those properties and we've sold them, but they never work out the way I want them to. They, I can never quite sell them for the amount that I think I'm going to sell them for. Because they don't have a lot of uses. Those properties, they don't have a lot well, of uses. Well, you have to like, they'd have to cut into the side of a mountain. Mm -hmm. Do you remember we put a pool into our house um, years ago? And it was supposed to be like, oh, it was a great pad area. It's supposed to be like super easy to do. And instead they had to like do little dynamite because it turned out there was actually rocks in the area. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a problem. Yeah, it's a, a rocky, you know. <laughs> you don't know. Rocky type sloped areas. Yeah. yeah. So I think of that when we're talking about these slope. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you could blast it out, but. You'd have to find this certain buyer that's like cool with that too. Like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna blow up the side. Yeah, of and, and what do you, we're really what are you gonna do with the property? I mean, I, I I don't know. There's very limited uses. You're gonna put you know be able to dig in a pad for a home that has a great view. Okay, maybe that's in in certain areas that would be really cool. But you have a lot less of a buyer pool, so I really try to stay away from them unless they're ultra cheap. The cap it to everything. Yeah. else is super cheap. Okay, number three has major onsite issues that are difficult to correct, like. Toxic waste drums, former strip mine. Yeah. Not a strip club. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> We're talking about raw land, not, you know, <laughs> it's like, what? other commercial properties. Um, what about you forgot my favorite? <sighs> what? Hog farms. Oh, hog lagoons? Hog lagoons, yeah. Yes. Or See, next to dumps. Yeah, or, or an actual dump. Or a dump. Yeah, so those types of properties, properties that have issues that are really difficult to fix or would be very costly to fix, I'm not buying them. I mean, they're just more hassle than they're worth. I mean, in, in those types of things, if I were to buy a property that had a bunch of drums of who knows what I'm kind sorry, of waste like on laughing. the property uh -huh. or or was, you know, something like that. I mean, you're buying a liability, not an asset. Right. You're buying someone else's problem. You're buying something that has to be clean. You know, at some point, you're probably going to have to clean this up and it's going to be your responsibility because mm -hmm. you're the owner of the property. Do I want that liability? No. no, even if it's even if someone's deeding me the property, I would not take it. No. And the other thing is, like, you're talking about the mitigation. If those leaked, it's not just about cleaning, finding someone that's going to right. take these drums. You're going to have to excavate. I don't know how much. You, no. What if it leaks into a river and you've poisoned school children? Yeah. Down? It's yeah. And then you're liable you. and you're getting sued because this stuff came from your property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's right. no. And that's like one of those ones where it, it doesn't matter the cost. Mm -hmm. You will not buy something no. like that. No way. Right. It's not worth it. No. And also, you know, you, those drums could have been there forever or, or just if, it, like you said, a dump, it could have asbestos. Like the, we're talking about current, you know, EPA current standards and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if this was done 50, 100 years ago, who the heck knows what's in yeah, there? Yeah, who knows what's there? And I'm sure it's a bunch of stuff that you don't want. You don't want to be associated with and you don't want to be liable for. Right. So don't do it. No. Uh, okay. Moving on. Fully wet. Okay, so like full wetlands. Mm -hmm. Like if it's just all water. You have. I remember one time it was early days. You wrote an offer and someone accepted it, and you pulled it up and you were cracking up, and it was literally it was like underwater. the middle of a lake or something. Yeah, it was like uh, you know how they had those parcel lines everywhere. Mm -hmm. This was like their parcel line was like actually off the shore where the where the water was. You don't even have you don't yeah. have land access. Yeah, you had I mean you could you could get there with a little rowboat or You're something, like, I guess. And it wasn't far off the shore. I mean, uh -huh. obviously at one point it probably was land. Right. 
But, you know. Or it was another thing where it was like they owned multiple pieces. Right. And they've sold off or they still own those other pieces. And right. they're like, this dude wants you know, the middle of the lake. Who knows? They bought it at a, at a you know county tax sale or something, didn't mm. realize what they were buying. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> so they <laughs> get is... this letter in the mail and they're like, yes, I knew yeah. this day would come. This yeah. guy wants so, to so, pay sometimes me. Sometimes you got to watch out. Sometimes those are the letters that you get signed and sent back right away as soon mm -hmm. as you send out the mail. Oh, so I, you know, you get excited until sometimes you pull up the parcel and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, now there's people that specialize in this. And what do they use that for? An oyster farm in some areas, you know, where, where I don't know, conditions would be, you know, that would be kind of like saltwater type areas, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't even know. But. I think there's even like kelp farming and stuff. Yeah. There's probably, probably a lot of ways you could use those type of um, properties, but not, not something I'm focused We're on. We're not going to be oyster and kelp farmers? No. I don't see that either. I'm allergic to oysters, so we definitely don't okay. want to do that. Okay. And you're vegan. And I'm so vegan. So there is that. Yeah. Maybe a kelp farmer. I just don't think I'd be. A, I can't. Right. Can't keep I don't see you as much alive. of a farmer. No, no. We're being honest. Right. Okay. Fully FEMA flood zones if it's not typical for the area. Okay. okay. I like that. Yeah. So these properties, I bought a lot of properties that have FEMA flood zone on them. Basically, if you're near a river or a stream. You know, in some of these areas, when it really rains, these streams and rivers, they kind of swell and then they kind of, you know, flood the surrounding area. On purpose, like they create them for this exact Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's normally. just natural, you okay. know, it's just natural. But you can't really build in those areas unless you're importing dirt in there to raise the, the level of the land. Or you build it as a boat. Yeah, or yeah, you build it as a boat that just rise up mm -hmm. and, or you build it on stilts, yeah. right. you know, okay. but Certain areas are completely in the FEMA flood zone. It's just it's just typical for that area. But there's special things that they do when they build those houses. It's just everyone in the houses in the in the areas in the FEMA flood zone. So it's typical for the area. I would still buy in those areas, but I would not buy in areas. I would not buy a property that's a residential property that's FEMA flood zone in an area where you know, no one's house. building on the FEMA yeah. flood zone areas. Meaning they might not even be able to. Right. But go back to you say you would still buy. So when you're talking about people that that it's like there are subdivisions in FEMA flood zones, mm -hmm. is that because it's like a hundred year flood zone or right. it's not yeah. a typical? Right. Yeah. Like they have different classifications of, of flood zones. Uh, sometimes they're a hundred year flood zones that mean meaning once in every hundred years, you might get a flood that where water will come into that area. You know, and then you have some areas that are 500 years, you mm -hmm. know, so one in 500 years, you have a chance of that happening. Pretty low possibility. And if it does happen, you know, it's, it's going to it's going to be a pain, but you can, you know, mitigate with, that yeah. or something. OK, yeah. so it's kind of like how they build in like on the big island where there were houses and they didn't ex they, there's a chance that the um, volcano could get in there and it yeah. did. But. There's mm -hmm. other parts that were fine. Okay, so it's just kind of like knowing if everyone else is doing it, there's a good chance it's okay. Right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> but what there's a good chance I would buy. Chance, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's great. What movie is that from? I don't know. You say it all the time. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, thank you. You're saying Wait, there's a chance. Excuse me. Yeah. Quoting <laughs> Dumb and Dumber now. Movie. Okay. So. Okay. So FEMA flood zone. I don't completely take it off my list, but mm -hmm. certain situations I do. Okay. That sounds fair. Okay. Next one. I like this one because we actually have experience in. A property you sold a long time ago, or you had listed. Okay. Um, land under high. You're like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> land under high tension electrical lines. Um, this is okay in some situations if the land is big enough. Yes. 
Are you looking to scale your land flipping business quickly? Well, we're happy to present our new cutting edge system built specifically for land flippers. Take a look at the Land Conquest business system today and you'll gain full access to a customizable pre-made website, CRM, dedicated phone numbers, text automations, 24-7 support, and more. It's basically a business in the box. Go to software.landconquest.com to learn more. Yes, okay. So when I talk when I'm talking about those high tension electrical lines, I mean like the really huge ones, the big transmission the lines ones that are, that are coming going from, from a plant to a exactly okay. yeah they're they're go- going from a electrical you know generation plant to another city you're and not, then they distribute from there. Yeah, you're not talking the ones that sometimes are like from house to house or no like yeah that. like okay. electrical regular electrical light pole light poles that's no big deal. But the really huge ones, the ones where they talk about oh you know th- there's there could be issues like health issues and things. This if you could live cause under, cancer yeah. for your children. Those exactly. Yeah. Those Which, types of things. I don't know, but yeah. And you know, we've bought and we actually own properties that are, that have those things running through them, but these are very large properties that are maybe, you know, the lines are going through a certain portion of it or something like that. So if you're kind of fully under those lines though, you know, say you've got a 10 acre property and eight of the acres are, you know, underneath these, these high tension electrical lines, you don't want a property like that. If you got a hundred acre property and maybe five acres of it is, you know, electrical lines, you know, it is what it is. And it's not, not a big deal. And there's probably opportunity. There's opportunity. Maybe. Yes. Yes. I, and, and the opportunity is that if you are interested in the renewable energy field, there's the potential to use uh, those high tension electrical lines as a place to tap into the grid. If you're going to do a solar farm right? So or, or a wind farm. Right. It kind of actually kind of piques my interest when you're saying that, too, because um, I always think of, you know, when you think of recessions or changing markets, having options. Right. Mm-hmm. And so let's say if you're talking about that same property it was 100 acres and you're saying five acres is under that. Well, ideally, you sell it just how we are now. Right. right. But let's say like the market crossed or something. Well, then you could pivot that property exactly. and research or because that's not something you're going to be able to do tomorrow. But you might be able to put enough time and get a you know a partner to go in on that with you and maybe. You could do that. Right. Yeah. And get it developed for a solar farm. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's a process, just like if you were going to you know, develop a residential subdivision. Mm-hmm. You know, there's processes. There's all kinds of things you got to go through, and it takes time, and it takes money. But uh, it's a type of thing where you could create a lot of value. Yeah. And I wonder, too, if you could even do, I don't know, something like that you could, I guess it just depends on the the, the size that you would want to put towards the solar farm yeah. like you could have a house on your your own house on that and yeah or split off know. a portion of the property and then use a portion of the property to develop towards a solar farm right like you and know it could cover that may, yes maybe uh-huh. you split the property yeah you sell that and that covers your whole purchase and then you keep the rest to you know develop into a long-term project like tinker around with it yeah, oh, yeah there's all kinds of ideas of things that you can do and all kinds of ways to make money in mm-hmm. this business it's just a matter of what you're going to focus on but then going back to how you would never buy it if it was taking up most of it i think that the reality is that you still like you have to have a lot of space away from that to do the solar panels. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. That's why you wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, and it looks appeal. It might look appealing because you're looking on the map. You're like, oh, this whole area is cleared underneath these lines, and but you can't do anything with it. It's an easement through there. Mm-hmm. You can. It's on your property. You can walk underneath it. You can do stuff like that, but you can't build anything underneath you it. Can't you can't even put solar powers there. Yeah, I don't think so- you know you're going to be. You know, maybe you can grow some stuff underneath it. I don't know. It just depends what that the restrictions mm-hmm. are on that easement, but I'm probably not just because yeah. I could catch on fire. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So sure. I think that's a good thing. If it if you see that, just walk. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. Maybe in the future that'll develop into something where it's you know. Uh, the next one is very strange. 
<laughs> Sorry. Very strange shapes. Very long, narrow, very odd lot configurations. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't so know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> sometimes I, there's some really strange lot shapes out there. Do you there. think people do it on purpose? They're like, ah. I don't know. I've never seen one that looked like a middle finger or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you it exists somewhere. <laughs> I could anyway. see you doing that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Unless I, you know, unless I was angry with someone, then the I, county yeah. really pissed you off. So you buy it, and you like <laughs> parcel it off, so it looks like just a big, big uh-huh. middle finger. That's that's good. An idea for the back burner. Yeah, there we go. Project will start work. I don't think yeah. we've had any problems with any counties that would no. necessitate that kind of retaliation. <laughs> no. And then plant strategically plant like hedges. Yeah, so yeah, it can that's be seen right. By the air. So I've never seen a shape like that, but I have seen a lot of really really strange shapes. Uh, sometimes properties that are really narrow, say they're 50 feet wide, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not that wide. 50 feet wide by 2,000, you yeah. know, like 5,000 feet long, <laughs> like a mile long. Oh my you gosh. Know? I've uh-huh. seen properties like that. And yeah, okay, that is, you know, maybe a 10 acre property or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> is it? but what are you going to do with yeah. that? You know, you could, you could, you could do a shooting range, you know, maybe, but You'd have to be really accurate to be shooting your neighbor's property. It's well, I think that it's subjective. Like <laughs> in San Diego, beachfront ones, mm-hmm. like they could be super narrow. You're right, right, yeah, and exactly. that's no big deal. But if you're in the middle of nowhere and everyone has ten acre pieces of land uh-huh. that are, you know, a normal size, and then you're like, "Welcome to mine," and it's like the house. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if you could build the house because you well, that's the thing. And- yeah, you've got setbacks. You know, probably at least, you know, I don't know, ten feet. <laughs> 10 feet on each side. So you got 10 feet on each side and you got 50. So you got a 30 foot wide house, which is not really that wide. Or maybe it's a 25 feet setback and then you've got no house, no room for a house. So those types of things are um, out there. And, you know, if you are going to buy something like that, just know that you've got to get it ultra cheap because every buyer is going to be looking at the same thing. They're going to be saying, well, this is so weird. This (laughs) this lot shape is very strange. What (laughs) am I going to do with it? Right. I know. I know. And I think that's even too like, if you're looking at the ones where it's um, maybe it's big here, but to get to it, it's super narrow. Mm, and you're like, yes. is that enough for a road? Like, can, right. Yeah. You got to know. You, you got to know. Put that road in there. Yeah. You got to know, like, what's the requirement? You know, if I'm going to build something on this property, like mm-hmm. how wide of an access do I need in order to, to put a driveway? And you like some areas, they're like, well, we, you need a 25 foot wide driveway. And if your access is only 15 feet wide right at the road, what are you going to do? You're going to have to buy land off the neighbor or buy an easement off the neighbor or something like that. So. It just makes things a lot more complicated and it's um, it's not desirable. No. So if you're going to do something like that, just make sure it is sellable or saleable and make sure you're getting it cheaper. Because right. Of it. Well, and that also, practically speaking, it can be because they need fire trucks have to be able to reach you. Right. Like if it's a certain distance down or they have to be able to turn around or, or all these other different reasons why so there are practical reasons for that right but that's like something where if you this is just an amazing property and you're willing to put in the time Mm -hmm. and and i don't know cross your fingers that a neighbor is cool with it because i could see a lot of them being like yeah sucks to be you man right okay so should i should i give a couple bonus categories that i thought of that are not on your list i have one more to go oh oh, go 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 cutting me off man sorry you wrote this seven yes i did (laughs) okay land that has failed per test um, if the property is small, under five acres, or no water. Dun, okay. Dun, dun. Yeah, I kind of same category because I consider those, you know, like the like infrastructure to build a house. So, for instance, failed perk dust would be for um, you know a septic system. Mm-hmm. They so, test the soil to make sure that right, it can exactly. Have a septic. And I I did have a property that ended up 
like with that one time that was in this category and luckily i was able to sell it for what i had in it and made it like a thousand dollars or something but i didn't realize it had failed perk tests before and there it was in a situation where the county was not even letting us do any sort of alternative systems or anything for it That's so odd. yeah yeah i don't know why they had just flagged the property like oh this is not buildable because you can't you know so anyhow it was luckily on a busy road and i think someone bought it as like something they could do like a farm stand on mm-hmm. or a sign what are those big billboards, billboards or something, yeah or? maybe that that could have been the you know a play but but the thing is, if it's a small lot, say, you know, two acre property and it's you can't have a septic system on there to build a home, like really, what are you going to do with it? It's like very limited uses, unless you're in an area where there could be different things like a farm stand or a, a parking lot or, you know, something like that. But you're not going to build a home on it and it's not big enough to be a recreational property. It's not like people are going to go out and ride their four wheelers on there and shoot archery or, you know, it's just not I enough space. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's not enough space. So you got to be real careful on that. And in some areas, it's not, it's not the perk test that they're a big thing. It's the availability of water. Like maybe, maybe people have tried to drill for, for wells there or something in the past and there's just no water down there. And, um, you know, and, and then if you don't have any access to it from a neighbor or something like that, then, you're not going to build on something like that unless you do the water storage tanks and have water delivered, which is probably going to be a real pain. Right. And I think that goes back to, I think a lot of people that live in suburban neighborhoods think, oh, well, there's municipalities that, you know, you have water, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. Like, I, and I think that's really strange concept for a lot of people because you think, well, I just turn on the water and it's there. Right. But you know what I mean? Like I'm going to contact the city and I'm going to Turn on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll put the water. And that's not the case because they have limits, especially in like these Western states where we're in droughts constantly. They limit how many houses they'll let get hooked up. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, you know, like these rural areas, they have these, you know, local water companies and their lines only go down certain streets. You right. Know? So they're they, not going to invest. They're not good. You know, they don't have this infrastructure that mm-hmm. goes everywhere in order to serve all these different houses. So. You just, uh, you know, a lot of the eastern states is not a problem, but in the western states, you know, that's where you're going to get into some issues with with water. Right. And what it comes down to is that you're trying to buy the best property that you can sell as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So your goal is to make sure that there's no issues. Right. Unless you're, that's your specialty, these, you know, problem properties. Mm -hmm. But for 99% of the people, right? Like That's right. You don't want to buy someone else's problem and you don't want to pay. You definitely don't want to buy someone else's problem and pay too much for it because then. They're getting the better end of the deal and you're not going to be able to make profit on it, which is the whole goal of this anyhow. So you're, you're trying to buy a property for a price where you can then resell it uh, to someone else and make a profit with it. And if you're just buying a property that's got that's problems and you paid too much for it, then you're not going to be able to make a profit on it. So right. And I think the other thing, too, is stopping yourself from trying to make a problem property work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I think that's a lot of times people kind of almost fall in love with it. And they're mm-hmm. like, OK, but I could could make this because the neighbor sold. And yeah, OK, so I'd have to I'd have to tell them that we'd have to truck in the water and we'd have to use one of those alternative. You know why people do deals and, like that? Why? It's because they don't have enough lead flow coming. In. Right. I know. Yeah, so they try to make something that's not a deal into a deal. It's that scarcity mindset. Like, mm-hmm. this is all I have and I got to make it work. Right. Yeah. So they only send out a thousand letters and they're trying to make every lead that comes in a potential deal. And 
they're just, they just are, or they aren't, you know, if, if they're just a property, that's not a good property to buy and you can't get it for ultra cheap, then it's just not a deal. But so. I think that's really important to have your own, like even write out your, like have a contract with yourself. I am not going to buy these properties mm-hmm. so that when it comes down to deciding, you can look at the contract that you signed with yourself. Like if yeah, you're the clear. type that, you know, like I, nope, I can't, I can't. Like buy I tell one. everyone, I don't buy land properties and I don't even see them anymore. Like I don't, I don't even like when they, the, those deals come in, I'm instantly, I just, you know, I don't even look at it and say, Hmm, wonder what I could do with this. Right. You know, I, I don't even, I don't even waste time on it anymore. Maybe I should, maybe I should partner with an investor that loves those type of properties and work out a deal where I send them the leads. I don't know. Well, if we you love landlock properties, reach out yeah, to me. Or if you're a specialist in that and you want to come work for us mm-hmm. or work with us. Well, yeah. And that's a good idea. Yeah. We could have you know? a specialist that just. A landlock department because I see so many of those. See, that's a good idea, Heather. I know I'm full of good ideas. Contact me if you if you know what you're doing with landlock properties and you understand that. I mean, obviously, I could train you, but uh, it has to be that your type of thing, right? Know? Because this is something that you're you need to enjoy the challenge and you need to learn or love to talk to people because you're going to be talking to the county, you're going to be talking to neighbors. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there's a lot of money in it because the people that are selling it normally know it's worth pretty much nothing. Right. Yeah. You can get great deals. on. Mm-hmm. You can get great deals. Yeah. But you, it's not the type of one where it's like, I know I'm going to need this money next month. So I'm going to buy, you know, it's mm-hmm. not. It's yeah. Take time. Some of these are longer term projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're definitely different than the standard flips that we do. Right. Yeah. So I told you maybe a couple bonus things. Yeah. What? Uh, I can't remember when I said a couple, I was thinking of a couple, but now I can Sorry only think of that. one. Okay. It'll come to you lakes and ponds i mean and actually we bought both of those things and we have done well with them but they're they're risky if you're not buying that with the intent first of all you gotta buy you're buying them really cheap Mm -hmm. uh the other part of it is that realize that they could take a while to sell you know if you're gonna wait for that right prior to and i don't know how real this is but i don't like the liability of it Mm -hmm. i feel like if there's a lake there and something happens to somebody right could you be responsible and i don't know for sure because that's like a natural. I mean, of course, you could be in California. You could be responsible for anything. It doesn't matter. Anyone can mm-hmm. sue you for anything. And right, you know, yeah, there was one that w- I was looking into buying, and it had a, um, and I was just kind of googling the name of the mm-hmm. lake, and then I stumbled into some stuff no, about did how something the thing happened. No, well, there was oh. like a dam on it, oh, like, a, and it, <laughs> and it had ruptured at one point and flooded a bunch of neighboring homes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna pass that. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the you know the lake owner had to pay for that or they got sued. I have no idea, but it it's a it brings up liability issues. Right. Yeah. And you know that you're not a damn expert. Yeah. You're not a damn expert, Peter. Damn it, Heather. I know. We could stay here all day just using the word damn because we're like 13 year olds. But I you know, I, I think of that. I also think of well, you know that one that we did have that we did sell. And as soon as we went into escrow on it, then a property on the lake, which was right next to the land part of the lake we bought, which wasn't like buildable. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, it went for sale. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is like, you know, know. that heavenly spirit talking to me and they need me to buy this house and then I'm going to own the lake. Yeah, you own the lake. and that. See, that would have been a great situation. That's a great way. But of did like- we need a house? Like I had this idea that I was going to buy this. It wasn't even, it was like on the East coast. So when was I going to use this? I don't know. I I would have thought it would have been cool to actually then be able to sell. Oh, so you're going to sell my house. Right. Exactly. Okay. Buy it and then sell it as a package. Uh And then you'd be like that in that community, you would be like the, you know, the the boss. Lake Lord. The the Lake Lord. I like it. Not the landlord, the Lake Lake Lord. Lord. Okay. I like it. Oh, you're in my lake people. (laughs) 
And exactly. You could you do all kinds of stuff. If you're into that power trip type thing, that would have been your place. Hire someone to like do the mall cop of your lake. Yeah. yeah. Get right out of my backyard, but it's like, get out of my lake. Patrolling it. Uh-huh. It yeah. was really, really cool. So yeah, I think you could like, I could have seen us doing that had we not already gone into escrow, but, mm-hmm. um, but the, the story on that was a, ended up forming a. Yeah. An, an association. And then all the homeowners on that lake actually got a piece of that association and ultimately increase the value of their properties because i'm sure that was an albatross hanging over their heads on each one of those properties when they were going to sell them it's like okay well who owns the lake and they're and like then, do you actually have access to this lake well we not do really but, but not really we yeah. go on it but not really but. right anyhow so that was the bonus one if i think of the other bonus mm-hmm. one before the end of the podcast i will mention that as well okay so but you don't theoretically we're not we're not like lakes and what bodies of water are now like no they're not no Oh, they're not no. But I would just say be very, very cautious. They're a no from me. Okay. Well, I don't I don't share with you all these types of things. I guess not. Okay. I'm I'm looking up these questions. Okay. Okay. So these are questions that are from our land flipping community. And if you're not a member yet, why not? The link is below this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Or if you see it on or if you're on our website, turningprofit.com, there's a button that says join our land flipping community. Just press that button. Takes one second to sign up and then you're in. It's an amazing thing that's actually starting to happen there because we've got people that are brand new investor, land investors, very interested in in the business model. We've got people that are experienced land investors doing like a million a year in in land flipping. And uh, they're all coming together in one big group. We've got a really bunch of fun categories and people interacting, deal partners there, people looking to fund other people's deals, people, investors looking to get their deals funded, all kinds of stuff happening in there. So really cool spot. If you are remotely interested in land flipping, I would suggest you join us over there and just check it out and see what's going on. Yeah, it's a good resource. Super safe in the sense that everyone's focused on making money. Right. There's no random. And even I learned stuff there. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the day we stop learning is the day we're dead, right? Right. Do you have a great deal under contract? Well, submit it to partnerwithpete.com. The Partner with Pete program is a deal funding program where we will actually use our funds to complete the purchase of the property. We will do every other step of the process, including the due diligence, the transaction side, the marketing side, and the transaction on the resale side. And when all the dust settles, we will split the profits 50-50. There is no downside for you as an investor, only upside. So once again, go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and let's get it funded. Um, okay, so Max um, Tigwell asked about starting cash. What's the minim- minimum amount, a good amount, and a better amount of cash to start with in this business? Peter, take it away. Okay, well, you do need some resources in order to get started with this business. And it doesn't have to be in the form of actual cash in order to get started. could be a credit card or it could be a loan from someone, or you just need to have some access to some funds in order to get started. Because and, you'll need a well, what? the expenses that you need. I mean, you've got regular business things to set up. Now, I definitely suggest you do an LLC. Definitely suggest or business entity of some type. We're not uh, business um, attorneys. No, so we're not. But you know, that's, take this is what he his what he does. Okay, he yes. does when I uh, inject these. All right. So, and then obviously you've got some standard business things that you need to get set up. Some software that you need to kind of uh, put in place and services that you should be putting in place as well in order to make this run the way it should. You've got to spend money on mail. That's the way we generate our leads in this business. At least that's the way I generate my leads in this business. 
So that's probably the biggest expense there. So you could probably get away with maybe as low as 5,000, you know, kind of dedicated to this, but you probably, I would suggest probably closer to the 10,000 range in, in order to kind of get started. But Pete, how do they pay for the land? Well, that's the thing. You don't have to. There's deal partners out there that will actually buy the land. And then once they buy it and you sell it, then it's a uh, split of the profits generally. So these land partners are all over the place in our community, in fact. And if you've got a deal and you're under contract, you'll find uh, you'll find a partner pretty easily. So you don't have to worry about that aspect. Now, if you've got more funds to dedicate, then obviously you could be buying those properties yourself and get all the profit from those deals. But you don't have to. To get started, a, a lot of people, a lot of land investors use deal partners in order to, you know, partner with. So they're not. So they're focusing. They're taking their money, the funds that they have access to, and they're investing it into the mail and to the business side of things rather than, you know, using it to pay for these properties. So, And it makes sense. If you have a deal, you'll find someone who will help you with the money. Right. That's just how it is. Right. If it's actually And if deal. you've got a lot of money sitting aside, then maybe you could also be an investor and you could be partnering with other people that need their deals funded. There's lots, lots of different possibilities. Or you could just be sending out a ton of mail and right. getting a ton of deals. So. I think that... When you start getting into this and you see what's the possibility, you want your money move, like you want to invest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Next question is from Larry King, who I just love his name. It's official. Peter Reese is in fact a unicorn. Oh, okay. Weird. This question got How, added. How'd that get in there? Hmm. I didn't realize that that got in there. Hmm. Do you want to read the rest of it, Heather? Yes, I'll, I'll read the rest oh. of it. I have notified Ripley's Believe It or Not, and they are sending a film crew to San Diego next week. Seriously, <laughs> I can count on one hand the number of people involved in any aspect of real estate investing who would be opening and honestly share their methods, materials, and time with folks who wish to learn how they are being successful. I've been involved in various aspects of real estate for decades and can tell you Mr. Reese is, in fact, an anomaly. Most appreciative kudos, Mr. Reese and clan. I guess I am clan. <laughs> Thank you, Larry King. Larry, amazing, amazing post. You know, not even a question there. So wait. I'm not even sure how that did get in there, but. I, wait a minute. Are, are you paying <laughs> Mr. Larry King for this? I just made, I just made it on Canva. That question actually didn't happen. No. Poor Larry King. Even, <laughs> I've seen this in the group. So okay. I can contest because actually we were driving in the car and our oldest was like, did you know dad isn't a unicorn? And I was like, that's, <laughs> I don't think so, but that's very weird for you to say. And then she didn't say anything else. <laughs> And she just like, like thought it was the, like, you know, and then yeah. I saw it, then I well, put two and two together. Thank you, Larry. I really appreciate it. And uh, obviously there was no question involved there. And it was completely self-serving that I put that <laughs> in there for you to read for everyone on the podcast. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for that. Okay. okay. Um, Leanne Onstott, I hope I'm not botching your names and I apologize if I am. Um, what do you typically say to a seller when they ask why you're buying the property? Some sellers don't like it if they feel you're an investor making money off of it. Yeah, I think you'll find, you know, this is one of my concerns initially, like, oh, people are people, you know, they're not going to sell to me if I if I tell them my true intentions. But uh, I just at the beginning at the beginning of this, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to tell them what tell them the real deal. And if they don't want to sell to me, that's OK. I don't even want to be dealing with those people anyhow. So that's always my thing. Like uh, if someone were to ask me, then I just say, well, we buy and sell properties. You know, sometimes we'll hold them, sometimes we'll split them, sometimes we'll just resell them right away. But um, we're an investor, so we we buy money, we buy properties off market, and then we try to make money on them in some way. Yeah, and and I, I think that's the right way to do it. And and you're upfront, and be like, hey, if you want top dollars, you should list it. 
Right. It might take longer. You know, you go through all that, but say, I'm, I'm making this a super easy for you, simple. Yep. Um, in We're the convenience for, buyer. Right. You know, we pay cash. We close as quickly as possible. We are zero hassle to you and mm -hmm. we just get it done. Now, if you're looking yeah. to, if you're looking to squeeze everything out of this property that, that you want, you know, like you're trying to retail that you're trying to, you know, get a top dollar for the property, then we're not your best option. We're not. Right. I, and I think people just need to know why, like, it's more like, is this sounds like too good to be true? Like mm -hmm. you're thinking that they're thinking they're, they're offering me this low price. What's happening. They're not, they want to know that it's a legit thing. Mm -hmm. That's, yes, exactly. that's their concern. It's not. Right. So they need you to explain to them why this is legit. Like, why do you want to do that? Right. Yeah. And I think honesty is the most important thing. I would never lie to someone and be like, oh, I'm going to build my mm -hmm. dream home yes. on this. And then the next day, like, mm -hmm. that's just wrong. Would you yeah. want to be treated that it, way? And you know what? I've seen, you know, because we own a lot of properties. So we right. get letters from other investors here and there. And I've seen some ones that are kind of like that, like almost like, oh, my wife and I love this area and we're, you know, looking to relocate in the area and you know it's just kind of like not saying specifically but kind of hinting that they wanted it for their own you know kind of dream property or something and you like know that it's yeah and that's not true well it could because they've sent it to you in multiple different counties <laughs> yes. and yeah multiple different properties right. so like, that's not the approach that i would take maybe it's very successful for them i don't know but at the end of the day you have to like live with yourself and right. our goal isn't to screw people over or lie right. mm -hmm. yeah exactly so that was it. So we we had three questions today, right? Yeah, actually was... only two because one of them was not really a question, but more of a statement of fact. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. You so, are a unicorn. Uh, as a quick recap, though, um, land flipping community, we would love for you to go check that out and hang out with us over there. Heather does not comment in there a lot, but she is in there, and I'm I'm I actually work. working like... with her. I'm working with her to comment over there more because people want more from you. I like posts. I get a lot of comments about how everyone loves you on the podcast, you know, teasing me and stuff. Yeah, I'm just here for entertainment value, just okay. to harass you. Okay. Yeah. So, but we've been starting to do actually weekly Zoom calls on there. We have not. Well, me and Maddie, our, my, oldest, yeah. our oldest daughter, I was starting to do weekly Zoom calls in there where we break down, we break down properties. I show you exactly, share my screen with you, kind of go through uh, exactly you know, how I look at deals, you know, like when a deal comes in, what do I look at? You know, I have a question for you. Do you close the 5,000 tabs on your computer? I do prior to the Zoom call. God, yes. He keeps like 5,000 yes. tabs open. And I've I just... got a lot of tabs open in my head too, Heather. Oh Lord. But... Um, yeah, but you go through and people can submit their. Yes, they can submit their deals. Have you, have you got a potential deal that you, you know, someone is, uh, that you're looking at, you know, you can put it on there and I'll go through it live. So I'm doing that once a week now and, uh, just kind of excited about how that's the, the reaction has been great and been a lot of people on the calls, which is, I didn't expect. So it's been really cool. Yeah. And Madeline moderates that. So she has like questions for you that people ask, right. That she can. Right. And if you can't make it live yet, yeah, and then, then we also put the, the uh, recording in there as well. So we've got that going on. And if you haven't checked out the income reports, spend a lot of time on the income reports as well. That's at turningprofit.com. And then you can see every single month I've started doing them in the beginning of 2022. So, you know, got about uh, 15 months on there so far right now. And uh, break down, you know, like what revenue we took in that month, how, what profit we took in, the deals we did, every single one of them that month, you know, like what we bought it for, what we sold it for how much profit we made, how many days we held it for, everything like that. It's all on there. Try to be as tr transparent as possible so you can see what's associated with this land flipping business. The other thing is, one last kind of pitch here, the, <laughs> the land flipping community will soon have our 
full training program released to everyone in the community there. So and at that's, no cost. At no cost. Yeah, it's it's like kind of like everything I've got, you know, like everything I know about land flipping and how to set up this business model, how to do everything yourself, and it's going to be for free. So the, you got to be in the community though, because I'm not going to put it on YouTube or anything like that. So join the community; you'll get access to that, that, and everything else, and have a great time in the process. I'm super excited for that to finally be done because I feel like my life has been on hold for yes. months while you've been writing it. Yes. So, but the cool thing about it is that you're going to be able to take the training program and do every step that you did, except for that it'll jump them a couple of years ahead because you're not going to include any mistakes you made. Exactly. So you're just doing everything that's tried and true. That's work. Yeah. That's worked. Okay. Well, um, I think that's a good place to stop. So turningprofit.com will take you to the community where you can get pretty much everything. It'll also talk about the income reports. And then also, if they wanted to follow you on social media, where can they find you at? It's all linked from the website, but, you know, at Turning Profit Pete on Instagram, or you can also, you know, go to YouTube. That's where we'd love to have you on YouTube. What is that? At Turning Profit. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, thanks for watching or listening or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Ready to start Turning Profit yourself? Head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.